Welcome to The Disappearing Mind, a unique podcast helping you find clarity and support along your dementia journey. Now, join National Dementia Trainer and Coach Don Platt for an all-new episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. These are the stories of impactful people that have helped mold my career and develop my passion to make a difference in the lives of those who have dementia. Today, I'm going to tell you stories of people with dementia. I grew up in the Midwest, the youngest child of a blended family. I've always had a a love of people. I was social, outgoing, and I would talk to almost anyone, any place. That hasn't changed today. I still do the same thing. I think it was my nature growing up that led me into the path I took into the field of healthcare. Once I got into healthcare, I wasn't content with the usual, the ordinary, or the status quo. I knew that if I was going to be able to make a difference to fuel my passion and compassion for people, I was going to have to broaden my clinical path. Luckily, it was at that very time that I relocated from the Midwest to sunny Southwest Florida. A career move indeed and a shocking move backwards in time from the place and the pace of healthcare in the university town where I went to college. You see, I had always intended to be a cardiac care ICU nurse. Well, that didn't exactly exist in Southwest Florida at that time. And even if there was one nurse who fulfilled that role, um, that spot was taken. I quickly found myself in geriatrics and all the vast array of healthcare needs that come with aging. Thus, I found myself in the throes of organic brain syndrome, senile dementia, and all those obsolete words that we no longer use in healthcare. My journey began and has continued. Today, I'm so grateful for all my experiences and the wonderful people that I've met along the way impactful people who, by knowing them, has changed my life and thus my career path. Those people have helped mold my career and developed a deep love and passion, the passion I have today to make a difference in the lives of people who have dementia and their families. On today's podcast, I want to share the stories of some of the people that I have met on my dementia career journey. One dear lady that I think I will never forget. Her name is Marjorie. It was in or around 2012 or 2013. I was part of a team that had gone through the building and construction of a multi-million dollar state-of-the-art senior living community with memory care. This was during the recession of 2008. The community finally opened in 2010. The team worked so hard, and we were all so very proud of the beautiful community and the cutting-edge care that we were providing our residents. I recall this particular day as though it were yesterday. This lovely older couple had arrived at the community to inquire about senior living apartments, and they wanted a tour. I remember distinctly that their soft, polite Southern mannerisms, West Virginia, South Carolina, I thought. I really wasn't sure. 
I just know that I took to them immediately. I am Marjorie, the woman said in a sweet southern draw, and this is my husband, Ball. At that moment, I had no idea that I was about to encounter actions and a story that would impact my heart forever. Assuming that they were inquiring for their sister, a brother, a friend, or maybe even just inquiring for their futures. We sat down in my office to coffee and dessert, a beautiful dessert prepared by the community chef. And Marjorie pulls out a notebook and begins to tell her story. Bob, she said, is my second husband. Bob, his wife, me and my husband were friends. Bob's wife died and I lost my husband. So now Bob and I are married. Bob sat quietly at her side as though he was instructed to remain silent. He encouraged and comforted her with nods as she spoke. Marjorie continued to read from her notebook. I've been told by my doctor, she said, that I have dementia and that I will lose my memory and I will require someone to care for me. Okay, I nodded. I have decided that that is not going to be Bob or my children who care for me. I do not want that. Now, I need to know, and Bob does not agree with me, nor my children either, but I have decided that this is what I want. Can you help me? She seemed to breathe a sigh of relief that she had gotten that out. A softness and a smile came over her face after she read that to me. Now, what do you think? She said, can you help me? The whole time she was reading word for word what was written in the journal. I knew at that point that she needed to write things down to remember them so that she could articulate them in such a way as she really wanted to. Bob finally speaks at that time in his low, soft voice, and he says this, I want to do what is best and what she wants. She has made up her mind. She picked up her notebook again and continues to read. Bob and I have been disagreeing. He tells me I don't remember. He says I do things that I don't think I do. Tension is filling the air at that point. Marjorie is clearly showing signs of personality changes, mood swings, and memory recall deficits that are very common in this stage of dementia. This was my first encounter with, and to this day, the most determined person to plan their dementia care journey that I have ever experienced. I was emotionally shaken, almost in tears at times, and certainly my heart was breaking for this lovely couple. They toured the community with Bob and Toe, and Marjorie picked out two apartment options that she liked that day. Several months went by, and other than a few calls and invitations to events that they never attended, I really had no contact with Marjorie or with Bob. One day, out of the blue, there they were, sitting in the lobby patiently waiting for my arrival. Marjorie looked at me with a sigh of relief as though she was worried that all her pre-planning and explanation 
might have to be discussed with a total stranger. I believe that Marjorie had begun much earlier writing things down because she probably at that point could not keep track of her thoughts. And she certainly couldn't articulate them in a manner that she was used to doing. It was like seeing an old friend. Marjorie was comfortable with me. She somehow sensed that I understood what was going on, or at least that I could help her accomplish the goals she had for the remainder of her life. She stood up and she looked at me and said, it's time. I hope you have my apartment ready. And just like clockwork, the apartment she had liked the most, her first choice was now available. It was one of the largest models in the community. It was light and airy, had a large bay window with the sun coming in where she could sit and sun and watch what was going on outside on a busy day. It was located on the first floor, very near the entrance, near the dining room and the administrative offices. We closed the deal that day and the very next weekend, her two daughters had arrived from out of state and they began to decorate Marjorie's new home. Marjorie moved in at the beginning of that next week and our journey together began. The captain of her own ship was now on board. She was a sweet Southern belle, soft-spoken, charming, and very inquisitive. Marjorie quickly learned everything about the community, everyone who lived in it and worked in it. She navigated all the social circles and made friends with the Golden Girls at the community. They were the elite. You had to have an invitation to sit at their table. After all, they didn't speak to just anyone. We participated in most of the things that were on the calendar, and Marjorie seemed to enjoy those things and what we had to offer. Marjorie seemed to be happy and well settled in. Bob visited often, but I don't think it was as often as he would have liked to. Marjorie limited his visits. She would say he needed to stay active at the club with their friends, and besides that, I am just fine, she would say. Weeks turned into months, and Marjorie began to exhibit more signs of decline in her dementia. Socially, she struggled with conversations in the dining room and at leisure activities. She was often moody and short-tempered. The once soft-spoken but determined lovely woman was now becoming more demanding and slightly aggressive at times. On many days like clockwork, she would arrive at the front desk, confused about this or that, waiting for answers to her many questions. Dementia had now replaced much of what most of us had grown to know and love about Marjorie. These new changes in behavior can be very common. And we have to always keep in mind it is never the person or a personal decision that they have intentionally made to act this way or to say the things that they might say. It is the dementia. It is the deterioration that occurs in the brain that changes people's personalities 
and their behaviors. We must always remember that, and that will help us with our reactions and our relationship with our friends and loved ones who have dementia. Marjorie was right. She had anticipated, and she somehow knew this time would come, the time no one wants to face. Dementia changes things. It changes us. Sad but true, we all knew it would come, but even the most experienced of us didn't know exactly what it would look like. As the days passed and she began to isolate herself more, refusing to go to the dining room to have meals with her friends or participate in any social activities, something had happened. Something had changed. I believe that she was very aware of these changes she was experiencing. And so she withdrew from those things which might cause her embarrassment. This is very common. Individuals may know that things have changed, even if they can't always put their finger on what it is. It can cause distress in their life. And so they may begin to isolate, preferring to be alone rather then move through the maze of processing skills that they no longer possess. My colleagues and I were determined to do everything we could to maintain her dignity and her quality of life. We had grown to love this dear, large and in charge, little sweet Southern woman. Marjorie went through several more stages on her dementia journey, and each and every one of them presented a challenge many changes and obstacles for her, her family, and for those of us who directed and provided her care. One thing is for sure, Marjorie's life and dementia journey shaped and impacted my dementia career. Preserving her and many others' essence and zest for life became my life's passion. Many of us in the field of dementia find it so rewarding to help individuals with dementia and their families live their best life, live well, and find joy on the journey. Marjorie lived well. Eventually, she died well, accomplishing many of the very goals she was so determined to reach. Join me as I continue to tell stories about her dementia journey and the many things that impacted her life that have forever changed the way I think and provide dementia advice and care. I wanna honor Marjorie and the hundreds of other people with dementia that I've had the privilege to meet and to care for. Perhaps this is your story or this will help you on your own journey. Try to make the best of it. Next time on the stories of people with dementia, I will share with you how we supported Marjorie through the maze of confusion and repetitive questioning, coping with her mood swings and social isolation, how her fears and isolation led to the creation of a wonderful program for those with dementia. Be sure not to miss that podcast. Until next time, do the best you can. Keep your head up. Give yourself grace. And may you find joy in the journey. This is Dawn Platt. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for joining us for the Disappearing Mind podcast. 
We hope it's helped you find clarity and support along your journey. Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode, visit our website to suggest future topics, and share the podcast with friends and family.